This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Lucia. And I'm Caitlin. And this is our 247th episode of Talk Direction. And I'm still out of breath from running up the stairs a second ago. (laughs) I should have waited another minute before beginning. But here we are. (laughs) Here we are. Um, How are you doing, Caitlin? I am doing okay. We've had good weather today, and I was saying to Lucia before we started recording that I put on a cute outfit, and I went outside, and I strolled, which I haven't done. Like, you know when you walk, you can just, like, kind of meander, or you can, like, walk with a destination in mind. I mean, I had a destination, which was Trader Joe's, but (laughs) I was just taking things in as I walked. And taking in the sunshine, and it felt really good. Uh, I felt like I had been missing a part of my soul, and I got to taste that part a little bit again, which was nice. Um, That's so nice. Yeah. I mean, it's touch and go, as per use during this time, but today there was some really nice sunshine and goodness, so I was happy about that. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a mixed bag of like with summer coming up for us, it's a mixed bag of feeling like happy because it's sunny again, um, but also like the pandemic's still here. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a confusing time. But I actually got an email today saying that I've been selected to get the vaccine. <gasps> Oh my gosh, congratulations. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm also a little bit confused, not confused, but hesitant (laughs) about it, Mm -hmm. about it being accurate because um, it seems early for me. But but yeah, I got this email saying that I've been selected and that I'm going to get another email at some point soon with like details on how to schedule the appointment. Wow. So So exciting. That would be really exciting if I could actually get vaccinated. Yeah. Um, yeah my housemates already vaccinated because they are um, like a healthcare worker. Um, but yeah, vaccines are rolling out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess there's a couple counties in Oregon that are like, things are moving quicker um, than they thought they might. So mm-hmm. meaning like more people will be able to get vaccines sooner. So yeah. Is exciting a light at the end of the tunnel it truly feels like that like now i feel like so much of this like past year has been a guessing game as to like mm-hmm. what's gonna happen you know at some points we're like mm-hmm. could this be two years three years like we don't really know but it feels like predictions right. about when this will end feel a little bit more accurate and reliable totally yeah yeah they do and I was reflecting because um, I saw this article about, like, Oregon, Oregon's, like, fire, um, like, wildfire crisis. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, God, is there a fire now? And I was like, oh, no, they're just talking about, like, in general. Mm. And I was just reminded of how, like, during fire season in, like, California um, and Oregon, like, last year particularly was really bad. 
it feels so horrible and scary and just like all consuming. And I definitely during like those those bad fires, I definitely feel like what's the point? Like <laughs> this, yeah. I can't live here. Like everything is terrible. And then it like ends and you move on and then you literally forget about it. Which, yeah. like, I think a lot of times is seen as, like, bad <laughs> because it's, like, we can't forget about these things, like, if we want to fix mm-hmm. them. But at the same time, it's, like, I think that's how we're meant to, like, survive is, like, yeah. we are able to heal and, like, have time between, th- like, you know, after, like, disasters to, like, recover. And mm-hmm. um, with COVID, we can't. It's just all co- constant and yeah. ongoing and with no end in sight. So. Yeah. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. But um, today we um, are going to talk about Niall and Zane, so that is going to be fun. Um, and before we get into that, um, make sure to check out our Patreon. We do um, TDDL over there, which is Talk Direction Down Low. And on today's TDDL, which maybe already came out, I don't know what the timeline is, um, <laughs> we're going to be doing some Harry quizzes. I have a magazine that I found at Target, and it's got a bunch of quiz questions in it about Harry. So I'm going to quiz Caitlin. We're going to test. Are you truly a Harry fan, (laughs) or are you a fraud? What I really know is I'm going to have a lot of stuff to say about this quiz. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have edits for the Excellent. Yeah. Okay. That sounds great. Um, And then (laughs) we also have... um, we're going to be recording an episode where we're going to be responding to some of our patron comments because we've gotten a lot of really great ones recently. Um, so head on over to patreon.com to check that out. Oh, no. Patreon.com slash talk direction. That's the one. Um, <laughs> you can also just go to patreon.com, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> then you'll have to search for us. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the first thing that I want to talk about is Niall had a performance for Guinness and St. Patrick's Day. I'm still not not 100% clear on the (laughs) We're not Irish, so I think it's going to be a little fuzzy for us in general. Yeah, but I, I, because I thought he was doing some kind of like commercial for Guinness, Mm -hmm. but it was actually a full like 15 minute set. Yeah. In a pub for St. Patrick's Day, sponsored by Guinness. Um, in any regard, it was <laughs> an amazing performance. It was just Niall and his guitar acoustic set. Um, and he did This Town. He did Black and White. Um, he did, what was the, what were the other songs he did? This Town, um, Black and White. I meant to write down the set list because I knew I, I was going to forget. I have them on my phone. Hold on. I will pull it up. Um, slow hands and then right. a cover of with or without you by you two yes that's how he ended it mm-hmm. did he only do slow hands this town and black and white before the cover? yes oh i guess that makes sense because it was so short mm-hmm. um so yeah the cover that he did at the end of the set is like the one that i was most impressed with mm-hmm. um but what were your thoughts overall about this performance? I was obsessed with it. Like, first of all, acoustic set where it's just Niall and his guitar. That was amazing. 
the mm-hmm. actual visual of it, like in a bar with the lighting, it felt very golden to me. Like the like the yeah. setting felt like you were in this like small little venue. Like the lighting was very gold and warm. I loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the songs he chose and how he did them. The cover was, as you said, like totally unreal, stunning. Yeah. His voice sounded incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful Stephanie has given us the MP3s, <laughs> so we have them on our phones now, or at least I downloaded them all. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, the other thing that just, like, is tugging at my heartstrings is my jealousy as a Harry fan that we don't <laughs> have the Harry version of this. Like, <laughs> I know. My God. I want, I mean, I, I love that Niall has this, but it just, once you see something so amazing, you're like, okay, now how does, like, how would Harry do it? How would, you know, Zane do it? Mm-hmm. Could could Louis do a version? Like, I just want yeah. all the versions now. Like, I know. Um, yeah, so those are my thoughts. And, like, obviously I have more thoughts about detailed song. I don't know how you want to go about this conversation. Yeah. Um. Do you have – so I mostly have notes about just the, the cover because I just – it eclipsed everything else. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you have any notes about the other songs that you wanted to – no (laughs) okay (laughs) and i really Um, only have one thought about the cover so you you, okay cool (laughs) yeah but i totally agree with you that just visually it was such a beautiful like beautifully filmed um Mm -hmm. performance like how you said it was kind of golden like whatever like filter they had on it like the you know when they edited the the like filming it was like super beautiful yeah um and his shirt was really really beautiful it had like this like blue and like orange embroidery and like the background of the bar and all the wood yeah, it was like yeah was, yeah that really helped yeah overall it was just like really really um aesthetically very pleasing mm-hmm. um and then um yeah so i had listened to it um i so i hadn't I hadn't listened to it when it first, like, the day it came out, and then um, our friend Steph um, had, like, messaged about um, the fact that he had done With or Without You, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to freak out when I hear that, (laughs) because it's definitely, like, a song that I really love, um, and I knew hearing Niall sing it was going to be a lot. Um, And then, so I listened to the, um, like, a YouTube recording of the performance after it happened, but I actually didn't listen to to With or Without You (laughs) on purpose. (laughs) I felt like I wasn't in a good headspace too. Yeah. Um, and so I actually listened to it for the first time today. Um, and I was driving and I literally had my jaw dropped. Like I literally <laughs> had my mouth open just like driving yes, over the Hawthorne it, it Bridge. Was I was like, oh, are you kidding me? It and it had, just kept going. Like the it, surprise, like the, the, the shock just kept going because every like couple seconds there was like a new thing he did that I was like, what? Yeah. It had, like, the same feeling to me as when Louis did, like, copy of a copy of a copy and just, like, his whole performance right then. Like, when mm-hmm. he did, Louis did his live stream, it felt like this is stuff we haven't seen. These vocals are off yeah. the chart. Like, you know, clearly so much work has gone into, like, quarantine and, like, during quarantine, like, practicing and, like, improving their, like, their skill that's how it felt mm-hmm. it felt like wow we haven't seen him like perform in a while and look how much he's grown or look what he's doing differently or look what new things mm-hmm. he's trying yeah that's, yeah yeah I was just so blown away by his vocals I like it was they were so good um 
they were so like clear and just yeah. like his like his breath control like it was truly like an outstanding <laughs> vocal performance yeah um and, and it also it was is captured like the sometimes mm-hmm. um like people who actually do the recording of the session right it's not yeah. captured very well or like the sound levels are off or like mm-hmm. you can tell better quality versus like when it all like feels really good and this felt like it was perfectly recorded like he was like he was right yeah. there it really did feel like that um yeah and this song particularly like has um really strong bass and like electric guitar and i think like i normally would expect to like be um like dis- more disappointed to hear like an acoustic version of it without mm. those things because i feel like those things are so much part of why i love the song um but i didn't even miss them at all with like this cover because niall's vocals just like took over and they yeah. were just so it was just so good it, it didn't matter that like yeah. the other instruments weren't there um and he also like added his own little flourishes to the song like um on like waiting for you he like sang that in a totally different way he like went up and did this little like vocal flourish um and it was just so like unexpected yeah he did so much um falsetto which i feel like is something you don't really see from niall and like suddenly yeah that's true so much falsetto on this song well it was beautiful yeah and i also like i'm not um knowledgeable enough to know this exactly but um it almost seemed like a lot of what he was doing was actually like mixed voice like which is your Mm. head voice and your chest voice kind of like mixing um which is like not quite falsetto yeah um but but like even more like challenging to like do well (laughs) but i feel like a lot of what he was doing was actually in that range because it wasn't that full like ah falsetto but it was definitely not like his deep chest voice um, so I think it was like that kind of like mixing and you could even hear at a couple points, he like went up like from his chest voice, mm. like into that like mix and like it was so smooth on a precipice. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I was so impressed with how clear and like smooth and controlled his vocals were. And then on those last notes that are like long and sustained, mm. um, like that is so impressive, too. <laughs> especially because there's not like a band to like drown out if you falter at all. Like yes. it's just his voice and a guitar. Yeah. And so you can tell if he like, you know, mm-hmm. misses a note. Um, but yeah, this this cover was just like so delightful. And I'm definitely going to like listen to it in my regular rotation yeah. of songs and it's also so nice that it's such impeccable quality yeah because um, it's not like a random live performance that like we had to get like people's recordings of it yeah um, and then it doesn't There's sound no very audience, good like <laughs> yeah like this this pure. track could be like in a movie or something i feel like yes oh definitely um, it was just so good um so yeah i would i mean who knows when what's going to happen by the time touring is a thing again but i would die to have him do this song like in his tour yeah and it's one of those songs that everyone already knows so like you feel connected to it i feel like sometimes niall's chosen songs that fewer people know and it Right, connects less than something like this where a ton of people know it Uh, and by Mm -hmm. a ton of people I'm talking about me so I'm I'm very subjective (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah. I think I can represent like other people too. Like if I if one mm-hmm. of us doesn't know something, then it's like okay, well that's not gonna be for everyone then. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, my one random last note about this song is that I'm I'm curious why he didn't sing the last verse of the song. Hmm. Like if that was an on purpose choice, maybe they needed to keep it a certain time length because it was like for this specific thing. Yeah. But there's like a, a last verse of the song that's between the like um and you give yourself away like bridge portion that he like didn't sing. Hmm. And I'm like, why didn't you sing that part? Because <laughs> I wanted this song to be as long as possible. Yeah. But I'm sure there was a reason. Probably. Um anything else about this performance? No. I just hope Harry's taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> Like, will we not get anything from Harry until the next album or until his movie comes out? It's a good question. Like, that's so scary. Because we had the Grammys for a while, like, thinking he might get nominated or he would sing there. And then he did. But now it's like there's nothing in the books. Yeah. And we always thought there could be more music videos. But, like, we know the um, Treat People with Kindness was the last one. That's true. Um, Are you very familiar with U2's discography? No. Okay. <laughs> Why? I was going to ask you what U2 song would Harry, what do you want Harry to cover? Oh, yeah. Cover no, I, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, this song, it could have been like the fray for me. It could have been parachute. Right. Or okay. Got it. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have known I don't, it was U2. Yeah. I don't know a ton of U2, but um, my dad randomly had um, two of their albums the um, Joshua Tree and All That You Can't Leave Behind. Mm. And he, like, loved them, especially All That You Can't Leave Behind, which is kind of funny because it's, like, it's very much, like, a pop-leaning album. And my dad mm-hmm. was, like, purely into, like, jazz and, like, Indian, like, tabla music. And, like, <laughs> he was kind of a music snob. But for whatever reason, he loved this U2 album. Wow. Oh, that's <laughs> so. so nice. <laughs> Yeah, so I have, I strangely know this, like, those two albums, like, very well. Yeah, Um, I feel like a lot of their music was big on the radio, so I probably know whatever was big on the radio back in the day. Right. Like this song, for example. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there was um, Beautiful Day on that album. That was on the radio a lot. Yeah. And that must have been when I was, like, in middle school or Mm -hmm. something. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard that song on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe not actually because of time. Maybe you were. I mean, like I, a recognize baby when that ra- I recognize it from the radio. I recognize it. Oh. And I well, wouldn't have go. listened to, to it anywhere else <laughs> but the radio. So. Right. Okay. Um, and then the other piece of Nile news is um that he did an interview. Um, like a podcast interview with Dermot O'Leary. Um, and the interview itself is about 45 minutes long and it like just came out. So we haven't actually listened to it yet. Um, but a lot of people are talking about it. And there was one quote that I pulled um, from Twitter just because um, everyone was talking about it. Um, do you want to read it, Caitlin? Sure. It says, I personally just kind of felt really deflated over... I was like, what's the point in releasing now? And I nearly pulled the album release. I was doing a week on the Late Late Show. I was like, we need to pull the album. But it was minutes away from coming out in Australia. Isn't that terrifying to imagine? What if 
he pulled yeah. it. It's so sad, too. It's so like, sad. The fact that he felt... And I, I've seen, like, a couple quotes, too, sort of regarding this, I think, on Twitter today. Mm-hmm. Like, where he just kind of felt really upset about releasing his album. And it, like... Yeah. It made him feel really discouraged because he mm-hmm. released it kind of the day practically that the yeah. world shut down. Like yeah. March 13th was like, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty much when everything shut down. I know. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's sad. I feel sad for him that he like, his like something he was so excited for just kind of yeah, you can't get that back. You can't, like, reverse the feelings or, you know, yeah. Yeah, it is really sad because it's, like, it's, like, the album, it's, like, your baby and you, like, spend so much time on it and work so hard on it and, you know, like, from every aspect of it, like, making, like, the cover and, like, like actually writing and recording the songs and, like, mm-hmm. planning your launch and then, and then to have, like, this happen and then be, yeah. like, wanting to wait until you can actually, like, give it, you know the like launch it deserves but Mm -hmm. it's like too late and you have to just do it anyways yeah that's so sad Yeah, because a lot of artists were able to push theirs back in time Mm -hmm. but like his was right at the right minutes away yeah (laughs) (laughs) so like lady gaga moved hers and hi moved theirs and i think right uh dua lipa moved hers like everyone was moving theirs but yeah yeah, I hope that Niall saw saw all the responses because I I saw everyone saying like I hope I hope Niall knows that like having this album like brought us so much happiness and joy and comfort during mm-hmm. like such a terrible time. So even though it was sad for him, like all of his fans are very grateful that we got it when we did. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a really rough summer without that, or even just yeah. even just those couple weeks if he had pushed it back a couple mm-hmm. months. Still, it was so good to have something that we were so thrilled about right as like we saw our futures sort of crumbling and putting into a new perspective what the world was going to look like yeah it's true i can't imagine what it would have been like without having that album because it was such a big thing like yeah i like i love so many of the songs on that album and like yeah it was definitely a big um event at the time yeah but yeah, it definitely made me feel sad for him. And I hope that whenever he puts out his next album that he'll be like just as happy with it and it'll get the all the fanfare that it deserves. Yeah. I saw I think on some commenter response he said he was working on the next album, so good Amazing. news. Um Okay. Sorry, my sister in law just texted me that she printed something on my printer and she <laughs> did. How did I not hear that? I don't know. Oh, it must have happened when I was running downstairs. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on to um, Zane. So we, this is like the weirdest, Zane is the weirdest artist to be a fan of and to follow. <laughs> <laughs> because he puts out this album and then kind of goes away for a while. And then he comes out with a collab with Ingrid Michaelson and then does, like, ten interviews. Yes! What was that? <laughs> what like, is that about? we haven't gotten an interview with Zayn for, like, years. And then no. all of a sudden he did, like, a ton. Yeah. 
What is that about? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't understand it, to be honest with you. It's he's very just, odd. Yeah, he's in his own world. He'll do what he He is wants. in his own world. I mean, part of me thought, like, I wonder if having... Because we know that, like, the last album he put out, there was, like, a lot of kind of ickiness and, mm. like, drama around it. Um, and I wonder if having put this album out, like, gave him some kind of, like, sense of freedom or, like, a burden mm-hmm. off his shoulders or, like, being able to put something out that he felt, like, happier with how it came out and, like, seeing, like, the fans' reaction to it maybe, like, yeah made him feel like, okay, I want to get out there and, like, do some interviews. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know. It was. Or it was just random. (laughs) Um, But the song he did is called um, To Begin Again. And it was uh, a song that was written um, by Ingrid Michaelson. And he just came on um, as like vocals on Hmm. um, the track. So he wasn't actually part of like writing the song. Um, But um, I thought we could talk about um, the interviews he did and then get into the song. How does that sound? That sounds great. Okay, cool. And I just kind of pulled some random um, bits from each interview. Um, again, it's, like, so, like, uh, different because we we hardly ever get anything from Zane Concrete. Um, but the interviews he did, like, he did one that was, like, 25 minutes long. Wow. Like, the other one's, like, 20 minutes long. Like, there's a lot of Zane content now. <laughs> Jeez. I, and I have not listened to any of these, so this will all be brand new for me. Well, and you definitely should. At least the Zach Sang one I really enjoyed because okay. he's talking. Like, the way he's talking, he sounds so, like, at ease and mm. relaxed. Oh, I love that. And it was, like, yeah, it was really interesting. Um, but, yeah, I guess we'll start with that one. So... He did an interview with Zach Sang, and it that's, like, the longer one. It's, like, um, 25 minutes. Um, and I just took a couple of bits out of it. So um, the first one is that um, he talked about how um, Zach was asking him about Calamity and, like, how that kind of came to be. That's the first mm-hmm. track on his album, and it's kind of, like, that spoken word um, song. And he said that he actually had the recording of Calamity on his computer and that he, like, does that a lot. Um like, he'll, he'll, like, write poems, um, like, all the time, and then he'll later on take lyrics, like, from those poems. Wow. Um, I know. And he talked about how that's how he, like, writes a lot of his songs, is that he's, like, constantly writing poetry, and then when he wants to write a song, he'll, like, take specific lines from poems and, like, make them so into songs. Sense. Right? Um, and so he said that he had this on his computer, And then um, Calamity, and he had played it for a couple people, and his best friend told him that it was, like, the most real. He said, "Um, this is the most real I've heard you on anything. And then another friend told him that he should use it as, like, an intro on his album. Um, And he thought people would find it interesting, and it was, like, something he'd never done before. Mm -hmm. So that's, like, how it got put on the album. It was just, like, a random thing he he recorded that had, like, no intention of being used on an album at all. That's so interesting. And ended up as the... Yeah. I love that. I know. Yeah, I found that really interesting. (laughs) And also just so fun to get insight into how he writes and, like, makes his songs. It makes sense because I feel like sometimes artists, like, their song, you can tell that every line makes sense, like, organized in sort of timing or, like, time Mm -hmm. the time frame. But a lot of Zane's lines sort of sort of come out of nowhere and there's a lot of symbolism and like they're not like clear cut and it makes sense that you'd be like oh this line fits well with this line and they're like from two different yeah. poems and they, but they have the same sort of like gut emotion 
Right. Yeah, totally. Um, and then talking about um, Calamity still, um, Zane asked him about the lyric, um, trying to sprint in a long race. Um, and Zane said that he very much feels like um, the feeling right now is like very rushed, like 100 miles per hour. Um, like everyone is like wanting things to like happen right now. And he doesn't like to live that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and he was talking about like taking things at your own pace and like how not everything has to be in a rush. And that that's like very much not kind of how our, our culture is. Um, and it really reminded me of our discussion that we had on our last episode I about was just people with kindness. Say. <laughs> right? Automatic all Again, the time. Harry and Zane on the same wavelength. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that was the same thing because we had that whole discussion about about that with three people with kindness and like that we thought like that was kind of one of our interpretations was yeah. that it was talking about yeah our like I want it I got it culture and like mm-hmm. um so Zane talked a lot about <clears throat> about that in this Zach Zane interview just about how like you know slow and steady wins the race and that kind of thing um and he talked about because because Zach kind of said that like that a lot of what he was saying was like um you know like the, these thoughts like they're not not what did he say he didn't say like mature thoughts but he was like you know how do you have these like pieces of wisdom like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. in your life at this point and he was talking about how growing up in 1d um he had to like grow up grow up quickly mm-hmm. um and so he like learned a lot of things just about like how he wants to live life um like faster than other people might yeah um and so i feel like it makes sense that like him and harry would both like have that sentiment because they grew up in that same environment yeah. where they had to like grow up quickly. And like, um, I just thought that was like an, an interesting random connection. <laughs> yeah. Although it always does get me when people are like, how do you know that at such a young age? And I'm like, I know Zane's like 28 or something. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> you know. I'm like, okay, how I old know. was Mary Shelley when she wrote Frankenstein? <laughs> like, wasn't right. she like 18? <laughs> like, yeah. She I was. think so. Yeah. Like young people yeah. also can have ideas, right? <laughs> I feel like it's just like a common thing that people say. I'm not blaming it any is. interviewer, but I'm like, yeah, hmm. no, it's true. Yeah, well, I think it also comes from this like idea of like you have to like pay your dues or like you have mm. to like suffer before you can have like wisdom yes. <laughs> or something, and yeah, it's, exactly. that's another weird cultural thing we have, mm-hmm. like. It's like you have to have been through something to learn a lesson. Sometimes you can right. know things without, like, having had yeah. to experience the lesson. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and then another thing he said that I thought was really interesting is he talked about um, his song production. And because um, um, Zach had asked him about, um, like, a certain noise in one of his songs. And, mm-hmm. like, he was like, what instrument was that? And Zane was like, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. He, he was like, I'm a self-professed writer and singer and I'm not a producer. Mm. Um, he said like I might he, he was like talking about how he works with like a ton of like super talented producers and like um, musicians. And he was like, I might come up with like a sound that I want, but I wouldn't know what instrument makes that sound. And so then he like tells right. his collaborators like what he's looking for and then like they come up with it. Mm. Um, and he was like talking about how like that like that is um like a, a cool thing that he has that he like has all these people that he can work with that will yeah. like be able to take you know like I, I feel like it reminded me of when we're um 
doing our song discussions and like one of us will make a noise to try to be like like we'll be like you know this sound and then we'll be like i feel like i'm just imagining zane like calling up his like producer like friends being like okay on then on this on this song i want this sound and then yeah oh my god he makes those sounds <laughs> and yep, then they make it happen definitely what happened <laughs> yeah um yeah and it's also something that i didn't really know because i i i figured that zane didn't do a lot of production because whenever he releases songs there's always like a, a really big list of producers on the tr- on the songs um but i didn't really know that he he really didn't do a lot of producing at all like he yeah. mostly is just writing and, and singing and that um most of the production is coming from other people <clears throat> which yeah. is really interesting yeah because i'm trying to think of like what we know about the other boys mm-hmm. and how hands-on or hands-off they are yeah like i feel like with harry's team they like go all together and do everything mm-hmm I'm, I'm thinking of, yeah. like, the, the Well, it's also different, Apple the Music boys documentary. that... Oh, yeah. And he was like, okay, do this now, or try it this way. Okay, mm-hmm. yep, that's it. Right. Even though he's not producing, he's there. Mm-hmm. But I I bet that's not for everything. Like, I, I don't really know. Now I'm curious. Yeah. Well, I think it's also different with, with um, artists who play more instruments. Because mm. we know that, like, Niall plays a lot of guitar and a fair amount of piano and we know that harry also plays guitar and piano um and i know that zane does like he you know he does play a little bit of guitar but i think that like harry and niall particularly play a lot more instruments than um than zane and maybe louis and liam do so that might be part of like if you're if you're a musician and really familiar with instruments then i feel like it'll be easier for you to do more production related yeah. stuff. Um, whereas if you're just coming at from coming at it from like a lyric lyrical and mm-hmm. um, yeah, vocal angle. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then um, <clears throat> he talked about river road and he said that river road started as a poem and that it was something that, it was inspired by something he read, but then he didn't say what it was that he read mm. and Zach didn't ask him. And I was like, Zach, why didn't you ask him? What was Damn. it that you read that inspired <laughs> it? <laughs> um, but he said he had a friend over um, who was like doing some acoustic guitar playing and that he just like sang the poem over the guitar. And then they went up to his bedroom, which is like also his studio, I guess. <clears throat> and then they just recorded the song. Wow. And he said they did it in like two hours and it was kind of like an improv thing. And it just like, flu that makes sense for river road because it is one of the more like very poetic songs on the album yeah um but yeah i love that he recorded that song that way yeah like he was literally just like hanging out with his friend and then he was like singing the song over his guitar playing and then they like went up and recorded it very cool um and then he talked about tightrope um and he said that <clears throat> he was starting to understand and appreciate certain things in his life in a different way. Um, and that was kind of like the sentiment of the song. And then he talked about how at the end he sings um, in Hindi, like at the end of the song. Um, and the bit that he's singing in Hindi is actually like a cover of another song. Um, and he said he had covered the song a while ago and that it was actually one of his granddad's favorite songs. Mm. Um 
and he wanted to like do something with his cover and then when they did tightrope um he like realized that that would be a good place to add it in Mm. um and so that's why that's there (laughs) wow I can't believe this seems like such a detailed interview. Like we're getting it so really much was. content about such specific things about how it was made. I was so surprised because Zayn is so private about this kind of stuff. Like we never get him talking about about like how he's how he writes songs. Yeah. And he literally was like going song by song with Zach saying and like telling him like all of the like little details. That's amazing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> And I just, this is the stuff that I, like, live for. Like, I love yeah. hearing how songs came together and, like, why was this thing in there? Um, yeah. And, like, for Tightrope, like, <clears throat> I might listen to it and think, like, oh, maybe they, like, wrote Tightrope and then, you know, realized that the melody was similar and, like, they wanted to add something to it mm-hmm. and so they put this in. But it was actually, like, the opposite. Yeah. Like, he had recorded, he had, like, recorded this cover, like, a long time before and then, like, wanted to look for, and then, like, you know, wanted to find a place to put it in which is kind of how kind of like with calamity too like he had written that Mm -hmm. on his computer and then he was like wanting to do something with it yeah that's interesting how like the puzzle pieces sort of were separated at first and then they kind Mm -hmm. of you see like an opening and you're like oh this fits how perfect i feel like that is makes so much sense for zane too because i feel like a lot of his songs i almost like would describe as like kind of like sound collages Mm, yeah (laughs) And, like, it makes so much sense that this is how he puts his songs together. Like, it literally is a collage of, like, I wrote this poem, like, you know, months ago, and I'm going to, like, take this line from it and, like, take this random thing and, like, yeah. It's very cool. Um, And then another really cool, like, super, like, like, personal thing he said, or not personal, but just, like, insider info thing he told us was that um he was talking about the cover art of nobody is listening like all the faces um and he said that those are like the blank expressions you might get when you're speaking to someone who's not listening Mm. and he said that um it is a painting that he did um he painted it a while ago and then realized later that it would work as an album cover (laughs) so again it wasn't yeah it wasn't made specifically for the album it was like an art piece he had did he had done you know without the album in mind um and then Gigi did the font and the writing at the top of the cover that is so cool isn't it that's insane i love I can't that believe they too did this like it looks so good i know but yeah i just loved that we got confirmation that that is his art and then the fact that like Gigi like participated and like wrote out the font and stuff like yeah. that's just so cool I'm surprised, like, if I had drawn my cover to my album, I would be putting that information out into the world, like, bragging about <laughs> it. Like, how did we not mm-hmm. know until this moment? It's just, like, how Zane is. He's just so... I guess so. Private. Not me. Um, I'm not humble like that. Yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> um... He also talked about how nobody is listening. The um, like phrase isn't necessarily about him personally, but he meant more generally mm-hmm. how like a lot of people like to speak and voice their opinions, but people don't like to listen. Um, and he said he thinks there's so much to be gained from listening and being a watcher, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Um, and he talked about where he recorded 
He said he recorded most of the album at his home in Pennsylvania, and he did some in the city, um, which he clarified was New York, and some in London. Um, and he said Pennsylvania definitely influenced the album. Um, River Road, particularly, he said, is massively inspired by where he's living. And he said he's got a big country vibe going with a big beard. <laughs> <laughs> Where's this beard? Why haven't we seen it? I don't know. Zane, post a picture. Um, that's that's like para- paraphrase. I don't remember the actual thing he said, but it was something yeah. like like yeah, he's got like a big country, like got a big big beard, country vibes. Wow. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Gigi's always like, I mean, they live on a farm, I think, with her parents. Like, they have a yeah, like, with in Pennsylvania. Her mom has a big farm up there. Mm-hmm. You would definitely, like, that's just such a different vibe. Yeah. During this interview, um, at one point, like, you heard this dog, the, these dogs barking, and then Zane was, like, laughing. He was like, sorry, my dog's barking. Oh. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> this was, like, the cutest thing. <clears throat> they were talking about the song Sweat. Mm-hmm. And um, Zach Sang mentioned the like the drum portion, and mm-hmm. Zane was like, "You know the reference for sweat, right?" And Zach was like, "No, what's the reference?" And he was like, "It's Phil Collins." <laughs> oh my gosh! Wait, Zach didn't make that connection. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> or maybe he did, but he thought Z- he thought yeah. Zane was going to say something else. Because I thought kind of yeah. thought he was going to say something else because he was like, right. "You know the reference for that, right?" Like as if it's something that like no one would guess. Right. And he's like Phil Collins. <laughs> like, yeah, we all know Zane. <laughs> Love it. Um, but at least we have confirmation. And he said he was yeah. listening to um tonight, which is the Phil Collins song that has that that ba-dum, classic ba-dum, drum ba-dum, in it. Ba-dum. Yeah. <laughs> he said he was listening to tonight around the time that he was writing the song, and he asked the producers if they could make that sound. Um, and he said he wanted to do some kind of homage to Phil Collins because he thinks he's wicked. Oh, love yeah. it. Phil Collins is wicked. I mean, if you've ever seen Tarzan, you know that to be the truth. Yeah. I love there's all these there's all, there's all these TikToks about that, um, about how how – that like Disney was like oh like write the soundtrack and then Phil Collins mm-hmm. like wrote the songs and then they were like they were like this is like really good <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> like, I remember like, like this when was I was just little it being movie. like my favorite album like yeah. I loved it yeah Phil Collins is amazing mm-hmm. um and then the last thing I have from this Zach Sang interview is that Zayn was saying that he thinks he might have something out later this year he said he's writing stuff now. Um, well, he was like, I'm, he was like, I don't want to say anything for sure because, like, who knows? But like, yeah, I, I think that there might be stuff out at the end of the year. Wow, like okay, another I album. Have no faith in it, but yeah, <laughs> wild. I love it. Yeah, yeah. He says he so says he spends because he has the new baby, so he says he spends a lot of time with his kid and Gigi. Um, but when he has Aww. the evenings to himself, he just likes to do a lot of writing. Yeah. So. We'll see. Yeah. But, I mean, overall, like, that was just a su- – I would definitely recommend listening to that interview if you like Zane because it was, like – obviously, we got a, t- a ton of information. Yeah. Um, but he also just, like, like, sounds like he's in such a good place and he, like – he sounded so comfortable so and, like – Yeah, the interview was so, like, casual and, like, it was just really nice to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <clears> – <throat> Um, the other interviews, I just have a couple of things from because they weren't as um, in-depth or fun as <laughs> the Zach Zang mm-hmm. one. Um, 
The next one is from um, radio.com. I don't, that can't be right. I guess it is right because it's the URL. Um, <laughs> but um, this is a quote from it. Zane reveals that he has his sights set on loads of future collaborations. However, he goes on to explain, I listen to a lot of country music. If there's any good country voice out there, I'm a fan. I'm a massive fan of Chris Stapleton, and I'd like to work with him. I reached out to him before, and he said he wanted to do something, so I'd like to do something with him in the future. Um, which I, f- I had a sense that we maybe had heard him say that before. Yeah. It, like, rang a vague bell in my head. I don't remember at um, all, so. <laughs> but it did make me re-excited because um, I for sure want some Zane on, on country, like, some country songs with Zane on them. Me too. That would be so fun. What would Zane's twist on country be? I don't know, but I like really want to hear it now. It sounds like we're going to get it, it, you know, at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe he like didn't really do much with his first album in the beginning of the year because he knew that the country album was coming out in the fall. Yeah. He's going to focus on. Oh my god, what if he just released an entirely country album? Oh, I hope he does. <laughs> I really hope he does. I would love that. Um, okay, I'm going to jump around a little bit in these interviews, actually, because I want to talk about... I want to put all the song... The quotes about the collab mm. together, so it's less confusing. Um, so this is from another interview. Okay, he did one with Sirius XM, which I did not enjoy. It was also long. It was like 25 minutes. But the interviewers were so weird. And it literally oh. sounded like they were screaming at him. Oh, no. Like, I had to turn the volume down because they were, like, talking so loud. Um, and then just the chemistry was really bad. And they sounded, like, confused. And, like, it just was not Oof. enjoyable. <laughs> I will not listen to that. <laughs> and this is where we got that snarky Nile quote from. And I think that's why, because he was, like, pissed at these interviewers. Yeah, definitely. And it sounded like a joke. It it sounded like he was joking, like, to, like, kind of tell the interviewers, like, to back off. Because the full um, context was they asked him. They were like, okay, so you don't have to answer this question, but, (laughs) like, comparing yourself to to the other members of the band, if you're number one, who's number two? And then Zane was like kind of trying to avoid the question, you know? He was yeah. like, I don't I don't really think that like it's a comparison, like we're all doing our own things. <laughs> like Right. And they were like kind of pushing him on it in a way where they were like, Oh, you totally don't have to answer, like, but <laughs> Yeah. Ugh. What and then assholes? he was like I hate that. Yeah. I know. And then he was like, can I ask you a question first? Who's number one on that list to them? He was like trying to flip it back on them. Mm, that's definitely passive aggressive, like mad at the oh, interviewer yeah. behavior. Oh, yeah. And then he was like, he said, I don't think there's a comparison. It's not a competition. And then they like kept talking about it. And that's when he said, I'll tell you what, Niall is my favorite. How about that? There you go. Yeah. You want to quote? Niall makes the best music. Yeah. He makes better music than me. I'm a Niall fan. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I did not realize this was in this context. Yeah, oh I didn't He's either. Never going to s- be with them again. You can tell. No. <laughs> you know well, because I saw it all over Twitter, and I just thought he was being snarky about Niall. But I real. Yeah. But then I actually saw the interview, and I was like, oh, he was just like biting back at the. Wait, interviews. you thought this was him snarking Niall? Yeah, because I thought he was being sarcastic. Oh, I thought this was him snarking all the other boys. <laughs> I I mean, probably all of them. <laughs> And not Niall and be like Niall's oh. Niles neutral. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Niall. Oh, I get it. 
yeah, but yeah, we, yeah. But we can't say anything good about the other voice. <laughs> Louie, no. Like, it was Chef who had yeah. the funniest thing to say. I want to read that. What did she say? <laughs> so good. Um, I have to find it now. Okay. Um, I texted it to Carrot, though. So. But not me? She texted it to you. If you didn't see it, oh. that's not my fault. <laughs> oh, here we go. Steph said, you just know he, as in Zane, was like, uh, well, there's no way I'm saying Harry. F. Louie, he's dead to me. No one will believe me if I say Liam. So, Niall? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yes. Too good. So good. <clears throat> um, But, yeah, I think that was just, like, a weird a weird interview yeah Um, oh that makes me feel so sad i hate that it it, like throws me back to one direction when they were like young and vulnerable and had like gross interviewers asking them stupid things right well and it really makes you it, it it makes you kind of kind of just reflect on how like some of the boys are just naturally better at like deflecting and better at kind of dealing with interview interviewers than others and that's never been zane's strong suit and that's like one of the reasons that he struggled was like that public relations aspect of the gig and like you see someone like harry who's like incredibly skilled at it um like he can be within would answer that question no and he would find a way to like not answer it but still have the interviewers like him but still not like but still have everyone watching like him like he's just very skilled at how to like handle those situations and it sucks that like if someone like Zane isn't and then they're all in this band together and they're all doing the same interviews and then it's like you have these like different perceptions of them based on like these kinds of things where it's like that's not actually fair because just because someone doesn't know how to like deal with obnoxious like interviewers like (laughs) like Zane wouldn't have said that that quote if he like didn't feel like cornered or pissed or whatever Um, or I mean maybe he would have but like like yeah but it seems like he was saying it out of, you know, deflection mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and then um, the last interview thing I wanted to read before we get into the song is um, he um, did an interview where he talked about his new baby. Um, yeah, it was really sweet hearing him talk about his kid, actually. And he said that, um, I mean, actually, like, of course, it's going to be cute. Um, <laughs> they were asking him about, like, singing lullabies to her. And he said, I kind of make stuff up, to be honest. It's mainly melodies. And she just kinds of sounds, she just, she kind of sounds back to me, which is amazing. It's not necessarily a specific song. I just like singing to her. It's pretty cool. Wow. Oh my gosh. I know. And then he said, I just love spending my days with her, hanging out with her, and just really relaxing and chill stuff with her. I'm watching kid shows with her on TV and on Netflix, learning nursery rhymes, rolling around with her, and just singing to her. I wonder if they watch <laughs> Michelle Obama's new Netflix show. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> but yeah, he talked about how, like, he's someone who's, like, very into, like, himself. Like, <laughs> like he's really dedicated to his career and, like, his craft and, like... He likes to spend a lot of time on that. And so before he had his baby, like, he didn't think he was going to be, like, as interested in it as he actually is now. Like, he was talking about how, like, he actually, yeah, he's actually just, like, really interested. In, like, like he really enjoys just, like, spending time with her and, like, doing something with her. And he kind of was, like, That's not sure so that he was going to enjoy it as much <laughs> before. Yeah. yeah. That's the fear. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. I want babies. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. And then moving on to the collab. So um, the song that Ingrid, Ingrid Michaelson wrote is called To Begin Again. And she did an interview where she talked about how she got um, connected with Zane. And she said that um, his um, management actually reached out to her and told her that Zane was a big fan and that he wanted to work with her. Wow. And Zane Zane confirmed that, too. In one of the interviews, um, Zane said, yeah, I'm a big fan of Ingrid Michaelson. And I reached out to her to see if she wanted to collab on something. That's so cool. Um, And she said... Yeah, she said that she knew his music, but, like, didn't really know him. And she said, um, she said, I didn't know that he was very reclusive and shy like a snow leopard. <laughs> like a snow leopard. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she was, she said she was, like, very shocked, like, very confused when she, when she got contacted that Zane wanted to work with her. She was like, yeah. really? With me? That, that would be so random. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but I love that because it's like Zane talked about in the interviews too about how he, he has like a really diverse range of like musical interests. Like he's really into all different kinds of music. Um, and I feel like for us, like knowing the kind of music he makes and like obviously like R&B is like the kind of music that he like tends to gravitate towards most. But like we wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily know that he would be a fan of Ingrid Michaelson. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. But, yeah, she'd already written this song, and she, like, needed um, – she, like, wanted – I think she said she sent it to a friend and was, like, asking about, like, the bridge or, like, what else it needs. And then her friend, mm-hmm. like, recorded herself, like, singing over it, like, as a duet. And then she was like, oh, this needs to be to be a duet. And then she was like, oh, this this could be, like, a song for Zane to collab with. And then yeah. she sent it to him, and he really liked it. And so then he – like sent his vocals um so that's how it came to be wow and that's um so cool i i mean I know. how amazing is it that when you're in the famous sphere you can just be like let me reach out to this other person <laughs> i know Let's collab yeah i know it's such an interesting world um but zane said about the song he said um the song speaks volumes to the way that people are feeling and it resonated with me and that's why i wanted to be a part of it um and he said it's kind of about maybe we'll get a chance to, you know, start again, begin something fresh, something new. Um, so I think we'll read through the um, the lyrics. But um, what are your, like, overall thoughts on hearing this song to begin again? Um, it made me think of pandemic. It made me think yes. of, like, what we've been in. And I really am curious about all the pandemic songs that have come out and about life in Mm -hmm. pandemic um and i just think it's really interesting and it will be interesting like going forward to look back on this part of history and see what type of art has come out and how people talked about you know these feelings we've been in um so like those were just kind of what i was feeling initially and i think they both sound great on it um yeah i was i was very impressed yeah, me too. I think the song has like, um, it's not cheesy, but it's like borderline. <laughs> it's like mm. borderline, um, but in a way that like made me cry when I listened to it mm. the first time. Yeah. Um, especially the bridge because, um, 
she sings and cry because I'm happy and hold my friends like long lost lovers. Um, that definitely made me cry. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I it's definitely like, feel like It's like, like cheesy, a... but because we've all experienced these exact yeah. emotions, it like makes it okay. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I thought it was a really pretty song and um, I thought their voices went really well together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it sounded... It sounded really good. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to read through the lyrics because I feel like it's lyrically really um, p- pertinent song. Um, do you want to read um, verse one? Sure. When the world was ending, I told you in my arms and we talked about the places we'd never been. When the world was ending, we'd hold on to the past because it's all we thought that we would never would we would ever see. I kind of like how... She goes back and forth between, like, tenses. Like, Mm. she's like, when the world was ending. Mm. But then she says, I'd hold you in my arms. Yeah. Like, she's talking about, like, this thing that did happen. And then she's talking about, like, this thing that she would do. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that's carried throughout the song. Yeah. And, well, like, also when you say when the world was ending, it was like, it's like a past tense. But when you say I'd, it's like. It's as if you did it continuously throughout the time mm. that the world was ending. Like, like you could say, oh, when I was oh, younger, yeah, yeah, I'd yeah, always yeah, go to the it. store. Like, right. I'd always go to the store. Yeah. But, like, when you say that like that, it means, like, it's as if you had to do it many a time. Like, when the, the world was ending, like, I'd hold been you. been ending it's like, continuously yeah, for a long time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> she would do the holding a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <clears throat> Okay, and then um, I'll read the pre-chorus and chorus. Um, the pre-chorus is, But then the sun came right back, and the birds sang as if nothing had happened. And it's all right, it's okay, we will get another day to begin again, to begin again, to begin again. I don't know how, I don't know why, but I know that I will try to begin again, to begin again, to begin, to live and love and breathe again. I think that's the cheesy part because it reminds me of Live, Laugh, Love. Mm, yeah I, there's definitely <laughs> lyrics in this too honestly i didn't analyze the lyrics before we started about this. um that like you like and the birds sang as if nothing had happened uh-huh. it is a very simple line and there's a beauty in that but there's also ways to like take a line like that and like make it push it a little bit more right um, yeah maybe not that one because i do like the simplicity in that one but like yeah some of the chorus definitely <clears throat> i don't know how i don't know why like yeah it is know. very yeah kind of simplistic but i almost feel like maybe that was on purpose because like yeah of the feeling of the song i'm not sure mm-hmm. um do you want to read verse two sure when the world was ending we looked up at the sky and we talked about the last song that we'd played so far from comprehending, they'd lift us to the stars, lift us, never seen each other from so far away. Honestly, this reads like a children's picture book, I think. Oh, me. yeah. It's like as if someone wrote a ch- children's book about pandemic and like how we got through it. Mm. And I like picture a little kid holding like their parents hand looking up at the night sky at the stars or something. Yeah, that's kind of true. Um, and then the pre-chorus here, they changed it. So it says, but then the sun came right back and the kids played as if nothing had happened. 
and then it goes into the chorus again um and then we have the bridge um oh and i guess i forgot to say that um ingrid sings the first verse and the first chorus and then um zane sings the second verse and then um the bridge as well although they're kind of singing together but you mostly hear zane's voice on the second chorus and the bridge um but the bridge lyrics are um actually that's not true you don't hear mostly zane's voice on the bridge i guess it's very much like a duet by the time the bridge comes um anyways lyrics are oh and i guess it kind of goes off from the end of the chorus because the end of the chorus is um to begin to live and love and breathe again and cry because I'm happy and hold my friends like long lost lovers. Be kind to me and love each other. The world keeps on keeps spinning on. And then it ends with the same chorus again. Um, but yeah, it's like one of those songs that's like very simplistic and like a little cheesy, but yet mm-hmm. like very comforting. And like, I don't know when I like listening to it made me feel very like hopeful and, you know, gave yeah. me that gave me that happy cry (laughs) especially because we're not out of it yet and like the lines Mm -hmm. about like the children going back to play as if nothing happened it's like Mm -hmm. we haven't quite got there yet but Mm -hmm. there's the hope that we will get there and like we'll all get to truly breathe again yeah definitely yeah and that hold my friends like long lost lovers line really gets me because i like can't wait to hug people again yeah even like my mom i haven't hugged my mom in over a year now yeah which is terrifying (laughs) it really is (laughs) and like friends too you know yeah um yeah this is definitely a song of the moment um and i feel like um it was a great song for zane to be on and Mm -hmm. it sounds like he's like wanting to do a lot more collab so i think we'll be continuing to get stuff like this i wonder if he'll make a collab album or just kind of do all these one-offs oh that's a that's an interesting concept i would love that like an album just of different collab yeah. with different artists that would be really cool to see um okay anything else about the song no okay so lastly i have a series of pictures here which i don't know that there's really much to talk about because i don't have the actual article with them (laughs) and it's a podcast where we can't show you the pictures but zane um is in um spain gq i think it's spain and india gq Mm. um and there's a ton of photos um from the magazine and um they're all beautiful i mean as all like what photos of zane in a magazine aren't beautiful None. but these ones there's something extra special to them and i think it's because he has this hair that's like it's like teal it's like teal hair but it's really soft and it's really really beautiful <laughs> it's yeah. like ocean like ocean colors it's kind of like green and teal and there's a couple of photos of him with his hair with this like super vibrant green shirt on and then a bunch of plants in the background and these photos are just so stunning to me yeah, he looks gorgeous. I love all, like, the big coats he's wearing, too. He's got, like, some big button-downs mm-hmm. and, like, leather jackets. Um, yeah, there's some interesting so fashion. Cool. Interesting fashion happening. Um, I also really like know... his... Oh, sorry? I was going to say, you just know a ph- photographer gets on set, and he's... they're like, holy shh. Like, this <laughs> just stunning. Like, he couldn't do no wrong. Yeah. 
Seriously. sit there and look pretty. Just, Aww. you know. Ugh. Yeah. I really like the pants. He's got a couple. He's got two two pairs of pants that have, like, stripes down the side. Mm-hmm. One of them is, like, this kind of purple, like, plum shade. And then it's got, like, this these stripes that look, um, they look like, I want to say yarn. That's not what I mean. Is that what I mean? Crochet. Crochet, yeah. Of, like, green, <laughs> red, and, like, um, cream color. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the the last picture, he's got, like, these gray pants that have, like, a, a yellow stripe down the side. And that's where he's got, like, the bright green shirt on. I'm just, like, very into this whole aesthetic. The last outfit kind of looks like something Louis might wear, too. Oh, my God. You're right. Or even it Liam. Totally Liam's does. stuff like that, too. Yeah. I could see any of them in this exact outfit, mm-hmm. actually. Although this shirt is mesh. It's, like, see-through. So maybe yeah, not Louis. Yeah, Louis wouldn't do mesh, though. <laughs> but, like, if it was filled in. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but, yeah. Definitely check out these photos if you haven't already. Um, if you're on our Patreon, you can look at our doc where I put them all. Um, but you can also just search Twitter for Spain GQ Zane. All right. So now for our Black Lives Matter segment, I wanted to um, recommend a TikTok account and series and then also talk about one of um, the TikToks from this account. The account name is James underscore tree. And he has this series on TikTok about words and phrases that have like racist origins that like we just Mm. use in everyday conversation and don't realize. (laughs) Um, And the first one that I saw of his was about the phrase grandfathered in which I didn't know anything about what that phrase what like is from. Mm-hmm. Um, and so hearing about its origins, I was like, oh, <laughs> I shouldn't use that phrase anymore. Um, so he said that this phrase was um, created in the post-Civil War era. And he said you had all these freed black slaves that were getting the rights of citizenship and um, the you know white people in charge didn't want them to be able to vote. Um, and so they thought, oh, we could add requirements for voting um, that newly freed slaves would have trouble meeting, like literacy, um, taxes, um, and stuff like that. Uh, but the problem is, is that then um, that would also exclude poor white people because at the time, like literacy and like being able to pay taxes, like wasn't a thing. Um, so what they did is they they said um, we could make it so that if your grandfather was eligible to vote then you could vote too, even if you didn't meet the criteria. And that was how they were able to exclude black people from voting. Wow. Even after they were supposedly granted the rights of citizenship. Um, and so that's what grandfathered in is from. <laughs> that's so interesting. I feel like I've Isn't seen it? that on like a, a um, post that like compiled a whole bunch mm. of stuff. But I totally forgot what it was. Yeah. I love like... Um, I love like TikToks like this because for me, it's like such a better way for me to take in information Mm -hmm. if I'm like watching a video of someone like explain something like this, because if I just like read it, it's like so easy for me to read something and then it to like leave my brain. (laughs) Yeah. Also accessibility of this type of content. Yeah, exactly. Keeping everything in academia. Right. Is, yeah. TikTok is way more accessible. You see so many like people being able to utilize it and learn from it. Right. And it's like this video is condensed into 60 seconds. So like obviously there's like a lot of nuance and like details that are not going to be like added in. But it's like this is how like more people can start learning about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, definitely check out James underscore tree on TikTok for the rest of this series. Um, he's like adding more regularly. Um, and he's just like a really cool guy. And he will also like engage with people commenting who like disagree with him um, in a really smart way that I like. Um, cool. So definitely, yeah, check him out. Um, do you have a recommendation for us this week? Uh, <laughs> I will make a <laughs> random recommendation. Excellent. Um, it's something I haven't really fully done yet. But I'm going to recommend if you have an artist that you really, really like and you came in on their latest album and that's how you found them to go back and listen to one of their older albums and like give it the same attention you would as if it were a new one. Um, Because like Mm. when there's no new albums coming out, that is a really good way to experience music again as if it's fresh. Yeah, I like that. Are there any artists you've done that with recently? Um, I wanted to do it with Haim. I just added one of their old albums because, like, I was obsessed with their latest album. And I had, I'd heard, like, some of the big ones from old albums, but I Mm -hmm. hadn't really gotten into the album as a whole piece. Yeah. So um, I just, like, was starting to listen to it the other day while I was reading. So I couldn't, like, take it in because I was reading at the same time. Well, depends on what you're reading but I'm reading Virginia Woolf at the moment and oh wow (laughs) my mind I can barely concentrate on this book Uh so (laughs) I definitely could not pay attention to both like the music and the book but it was cool to start listening to it and I'm excited to like sink my teeth in a bit more yeah um I like that um I'm gonna recommend a podcast that um just came back after being on like a hiatus for um, for February and it's Tig Notaro's podcast, and it's called Don't Ask Tig. Um, Tig Notaro is a um, comedian, and she's absolutely hilarious. Um, she's queer, and she has this podcast called Don't Ask Tig, um, where the premise is, like, it's, like, an advice podcast. Um, mm. But the joke is that she, like, doesn't want people to ask her questions. Mm-hmm. Um the like intro of the podcast is like every week I tell you not to ask me your questions and every week you guys are asking me questions (laughs) (laughs) um but it's pretty cute and she also has like huge people on um this week she had Molly Ringwald Ringwald on last week she had Sarah Paulson um she's had Reese Witherspoon Roxanne Gay Stephen Colbert David Sedaris like she's got big people on um but yeah it's a really fun kind of like lighthearted. Um, podcast so I would definitely check that out if you haven't already cool uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts about the show your opinions on anything we discussed today please feel free to send us news stories or anything One Direction related you'd like to hear us talk about on future episodes thank you for listening to episode 247 of Talk Direction you can follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction email us at talkdirection at gmail.com find us on Instagram at talkdirection or you can follow us individually I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Lucia O, spelled L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. Oh, and Caitlin, where can they find you? <laughs> I was like, should I just go? <laughs> um, I'm Caitlin I.R. Foster on Twitter and Instagram, and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Wonderful. And this goes for both of us. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, I think we both have our Instagrams private. Um, so send us like a message or something just to let us know that you're a listener and not like some random person that we don't want to yeah. add. <laughs> I'm get I keep like I keep sorting through, but I'm getting really lazy about sorting through. Yeah. People build up and ugh. Yeah. If you're a listener and you want to follow us and we're not we haven't like accepted you, it's just because we 
don't know who you are. So, mm-hmm. but we'd have be happy to have you. Just let us know. Um, not that our Instagrams are like super special, like no, you know, <laughs> but like who no one can see. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're making it sound more exciting than it is. <laughs> Um, make sure to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash talk direction, where on TDL today, we're going to be doing some, um, magazine quizzes about Harry. And, um, I think that's going to be a good time. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, leave us a review to help more people discover the show. And you can also listen on SoundCloud. I'm Lucia. And I'm Caitlin. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 248. Bye. Bye.